Hello and welcome once again to Trish of the Day. As usual, we've got a packed show for you. Thank you so much for joining me. What a week I've had. On Tuesday, there was a bit of drama uh, when I was round at my friend Elaine's for the day. Now, they do say, don't they, that people are either cat people or dog people. And Elaine is definitely a cat person. She's got about six or seven cats, I think. And her house is very clean, don't get me wrong, but it does stink. And she's always talking about how clever cats are. But you try getting one to walk wearing slippers. Then I think you change your tune. Anyway, I was preparing a salad in a lovely big bowl that I'd brought with me, actually, because uh, hers had broken, because one of her cats had knocked it off a shelf. So I was making my salad, and I was just mucking about with a cucumber, waving it at one of the cats, Mitzi. Anyway, it turns out that cats get freaked out by cucumbers, and Mitzi ran headfirst into a wall. Well, Elaine had a right go at me, as if I'm supposed to know about the cucumber thing. Anyway, she panicked because Mitzi suddenly started getting this big bump on her head. And then I made this funny joke about Tom and Jerry cartoons, and it just made her worse. So she called the vet, who said she did have a free slot in about 20 minutes. So while Elaine was trying to calm the cat down, she told me to go and get something to carry the cat to the vets. And then she was fuming when I handed her some salad tongs. I'm not a mind reader, Elaine. And when you're ready to apologise, I'd also like my dish back. Now... According to Stevie Wonder's big hit in 1974, he was apparently very superstitious. And it got me thinking, do superstitions still play any part in modern day life? We all know the famous ones, don't we? You know, that seem to be passed down through the generations, like avoiding walking under ladders, rubbing a rabbit's anus, knocking on wood. I remember one New Year's Eve, actually, we all came out from the pub just before midnight and found my mother frantically bundling a man out of the back door. We thought it was a bit odd, but it turns out she was just fulfilling an old superstition where apparently it brings you good luck if, at the stroke of midnight, on New Year's Eve, you invite a chimney sweep in through your front door and out through the back door. Oh yes, you have to lock the front door behind him too, which is what she did. Uh, obviously, she didn't hear us banging, so we all had to go round the back. But it did fill me with a certain joy. Firstly, that people still did this traditional profession in an age of central heating, but mainly that my mother was carrying on with this age-old superstition. I mean, it didn't bring her any luck, uh, actually, because uh, mum and dad split up a few months later. So, do people today still believe in these superstitions? I went out onto the streets to ask the great British public. I'm doing a survey on superstitions. Are there any that you believe in or any rituals or routines that you do for good luck? Well, they do say, don't they? Uh, see a penny, pick it up, all day long you'll have good luck. Well, that one doesn't work. I saw a penny, I picked it up. Before I knew it, I'd fallen into that urinal. This morning there was a magpie in my garden, so I saluted and I said, Good morning, sir. I don't know that one. Well, my granddad wanted to be reincarnated as a bird, so I do it in case it's him. I do it to all birds, to be fair. New shoes on the table, that's one. My mum went mad at this bloke once for putting new shoes on the table. Oh, what happened? Oh, he just laughed it off. He calmly said to her, Madam, this is the counter. I'm just getting the receipt for your new shoes. Well, in the theatre, they don't like it if you say Macbeth. I remember once in the theatre, every time I said it, I was severely reprimanded by everybody. Oh, were you in Macbeth? No, I was in the audience for Sister Act. Interesting stuff. Now, joining me today, I have Trevor. 
who's a bit of an expert on this. Thank you for joining me, Trevor. Hello, thanks for having us, Trisha. It's Trish. Um, so, Trevor, over the years, you've submitted many articles Letters. to academic journals the Daily Mail. on this topic. So I'd like you to tell me the origins of some of these superstitions. I'll do my best, Trisha. So, um, it's Trish, by the way. How come we touch things for luck? You know, like touching wood or knocking wood or rubbing the rabbit's anus. Well, people used to believe that spirits lived in wood. So they used to touch it or knock it to say a thank you to the spirits for protecting them, like. Same with the rabbit's anus, I suppose. People believed there were spirits up there. How about the seven years bad luck when you break a mirror? Where's that come from? Oh, well, that one's from the Middle Ages. That's quite well known, actually. Basically, there was this bloke, who was a peasant, actually, and he was uh, the only one in the village with a mirror. But he wouldn't let anyone else use it. He was you know, a bit of a bell end by all accounts. Anyway, one day he broke the mirror and he was so poor it took him seven years to save up for a new one. But after he just broke it, a bird pooed on his head. And in all those seven years, he had no way of knowing he had poo in his hair. And of course, in those days, they didn't wash because they thought it was bad for you or against God like. So he was walking around for seven years with that in his hair. And no one told him because, you know, he'd been horrible to them. They all just laughed at him. Fascinating. So, we are going to have to wrap this up soon, Trevor. So, before you go, I'd like to know if you have any superstitions or, or rituals. Actually, I do, Trisha. It's Trish. Go on. In my bedroom, I've got this life-size mannequin. I call her the Spanish lady because uh, she's got a flamenco costume on, like. And basically, whenever I leave the house or get home, I have to kiss her. You have to kiss the Spanish lady. I have been doing it for years. And I can't not do it now. I'm convinced I'll have bad luck if I don't. And how do people react to that? Well, they think it's funny mostly, like. Me wife's not keen, but I tell her I've known the Spanish lady longer than her. She knew the risks when she married me. In fact, the Spanish lady was me best man. Well, it's been very enlightening. Thank you for joining me, Trevor. And if you ever call me Trisha again, I'll cut your pervy Spanish sex doll's head off. OK, pleasure to chat to you. Do you follow fashions? Do you think you have your finger on the pulse of the nation's next trends? I like to think I'm with it, and I am happy to try out most things, although I do draw the line at adult colouring books. But joining me today is Leanne, who is my Zumba class teacher, and who's also a self-confessed trend follower. Hello Leanne, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. So Leanne, I'm going to leap straight in and ask you about something that was huge last year. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles. Are they a fire hazard? Sorry, I don't follow. Well, I mean, putting a naked flame so close to your tuppence must be a health and safety risk. And how does she hold it steady? Trish, what do you think they are? I thought they were like those candles that you stick in your ear that suck out all the bad wax. Oh, no, Trish. The candle's called This Smells Like My Vagina, but it has the scent of geranium, citrusy bergamot, cedar and overtones of rose. Oh, well, she's clearly never done Zumba in a leotard she's forgotten to wash. Anyway, Leanne, tell me, what are some of the trends to look out for in the coming year? Breathing. Breathing's coming back in a big way over the next year. Breathing? Yep. All the big athletes are queuing up to endorse it. Most of us are just not doing it right. Show me how you breathe, Trish. But wrong! Most of us are walking around not even aware that we're only breathing at 75% of our full breathing capacity. 
I've even got a personal trainer just for breathing. Really? Yeah. I'll lie there for an hour, breathe in, and then my personal trainer, Miguel, will discuss the quality of breath that's been expelled and taken in. Taken in is the phrase I'd use too. So any other trends to look out for? Well, mindfulness is set to continue. And what does that involve? Well, it's about looking after yourself. The next big wellness trend is about the avoidance of blue light. Police cars? <laughs> no. Do you use any devices in bed, Trish? I beg your pardon? Phones, tablets, laptops. Oh. We're all busy people. Sometimes bedtime is the only chance people get to catch up with their phone. But the blue light that comes from these devices can affect your eyes, your sleeping patterns, your mental health. Well, I'm one step ahead of you there, Leanne. Um, when I'm looking at my phone in bed, I turn the brightness right down and wear night vision goggles. Well done. I found some by my recycling bins, so that was lucky. Now, Leanne, I understand you had a beauty procedure done last year, didn't you? Yeah. My friend Karina and I were on holiday in Brazil and decided to have a Brazilian wax from a Brazilian waxer in Brazil. So we went to this place that Karina had googled and we got changed into our bathrobes and these ladies took us into separate rooms, luckily, and my lady kept shouting at me to lie down on the couch, but before I knew it, she'd got going down below with the wax and pulling the strips off. Oh, it was so painful. I think they use thicker wax over there. So I did pass out from the pain at one point and she brought me round by throwing a cup of coffee over me. It's fine, it's curled. Was she quick? She had a very quick hand, I'll give her that. I imagine she'd be really good at that trick where you whip the tablecloth from under the plates. So I almost passed out again with the pain and she just kept telling me to breathe, breathe. Obviously this was before I had my personal breathing trainer, so I wasn't doing it right. Anyway, luckily, eventually, she'd finished. So I got dressed and staggered out of the room. But there were no sign of Karina. So I waited about 20 minutes. Eventually, out came Karina. So I told her all about the session. I relived my trauma. I asked her what hers was like. And she said, oh, I just had a manicure in the end. Felt betrayed. We were meant to be waxy sisters. That's not a thing. We've not spoken since. OK, well, that story went on a bit longer than I thought it would. So just to draw things to a close, Leanne... The next big trend we should all leap onto in one word. Go. Crab sticks. We'll be back after this quick commercial break. Hello, Bill. Oh, hello, Anne. This letter came for you by mistake next door. Thanks, Anne. How's Sandra? Oh, she's fine. She's away visiting family for a while. What are you up to, Bill? Bit of gardening? Yeah, just filling up this big hole. <laughs> Oh, hooray! Good news? Yes, bit of good news from my L-plus over 50s life insurance. I see you put the house up for sale too. Yes, and I've we've just accepted an offer over the asking price. Oh, good news for you all round then. Sandra will be pleased. Mm-hmm. Anyway, must go. See you, Anne. Bye, Bill. Bye, Sandra. L-plus over 50s life insurance. Here to help. I'm joined now by my friend and occasional colleague, Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi, Trish. Thanks for having me. So you may be wondering why Sue's joined me today. No, I'm not. Not you. So the other day on Facebook, a mutual friend of ours posted that she'd just had a tarot card reading. And the person doing the reading was none other than our Sue here. I mean, let's gloss over the fact that it was quarter ten in the morning and she should really have been at work. But, Sue, when did you first learn to read tarot cards? First off, Trish, reading tarot is something you're born with. It's not something you can learn. OK, well, this morning on Amazon, I literally saw a book called Learn to Read Tarot Cards. But never mind. 
So you've done it all your life then? That's right. So for those listeners who don't know, what are tarot cards? Well, in simple terms, it's a pack of cards with pictures and symbols that relate to aspects of your life. Some of the cards are split into four suits. Wands, swords, pentacles and cups. Almost like Game of Thrones, isn't it? Don't mock the cards, Trish. They'll get their revenge. So, I'm rather excited because you're going to do a quick reading for me, aren't you, Sue? Yeah, so, I've laid the cards out, as you can see. Now, this pile represents present day. These cards are your future, and these are the past. Well, we can skip the past. I know what happened. That's too easy. It's not about predicting the future, Trish. It's interpreting aspects and influences of your life that the cards can highlight and inform you about. Yeah, just get on with it, Sue. So, the first card I've turned over is Death. Death? Yes, I know it's the most famous of all the tarot cards, but it doesn't actually mean death. It just means something has finished or is coming to an end. I did a reading for myself a few weeks ago and I pulled a death card, but I just interpreted it as the explosive diarrhoea I had at the time. Well, how was that an end to something? Well, it was the end of the leggings I've been wearing, I can tell you. My boiler insurance is coming up for renewal, so it might be that. Thanks for the reminder, Death. The next one is the hanged man. Again, it doesn't mean you're going to be hanged. It's about change and taking new opportunities. So the hanged man is telling me to look around for other deals for my boiler insurance. Well, maybe... Next one. Time's ticking. This card is the moon. It represents facing your fears and knowing there's light at the end of the tunnel. So... Keep looking for quotes and I'll find the policy that's right for me. Trish, I can't help feeling that your reading has mainly been about boiler insurance quotes, which hasn't happened before. We've got time for one more card, Sue. This card is the world. The world card represents everyday life and means the end of a cycle. End of a cycle. Cycle. <gasps> New washing machine. I've been thinking about getting a new washing machine for a while now. <gasps> oh, well, at least the cards have finally stopped banging on about boiler insurance. That's it. Another episode done. I do hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'll just leave you with a few inspirational words. It was Abraham Lincoln who said, I destroy my enemies when I make them my friends. My mother says, I destroy my friends when I make them my enemies. Wise words from both people. But only one of those philosophies means you don't have to deal with the annoying, constant ping of WhatsApp messages. Something to think about. See you next time. Trish of the Day was written, performed and produced by Craig Dealey. It is a Literally the Joke production.